He loves coming into companies, fixing things up. Sail through, he joined about three years ago. It was founded in 2008. He joined in 2015. Has since improved the economics, really focusing on doubling or increasing at least ACV. They've got 400 customers uh, spanning media and e-commerce, paying on average 120 grand a year. So they're flirting with the 40 to $50 million ARR mark. They've got less than 15% gross uh, revenue churn annually. Net dollar retention at about 102, 103%. CAC, 180 grand. So they get paid back in about 18 months with their team of 200 folks, again, focused on serving the media and retail personalization uh, markets in terms of marketing and sales. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Neil Lustig. He brings more than 25 years of experience in software, hardware, and cloud technologies to his current company, Sailthrough. As president and CEO, he leads the development and execution of the company's strategic vision and daily operations. Before joining, he served as president and CEO of Vendavo, a leading provider of revenue and price optimization and management solutions. Before that, he successfully directed Ariba's North American field operations and previously European operations, preceded by 16 years at IBM, serving in a variety of sales and sales sales management roles in e-commerce and the e-commerce space. Neil, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. All right. So just to call a spade a spade here real quick, you are not a founder, but you joined recently and now you're running the company. That's exactly right. Okay. When did you join and why? I joined three years ago and uh, I joined because uh, I met the founder, Neil Capel, and uh, and he, I, I got captivated by the vision, this notion of, of uh, of engaging with consumers by really connecting with them as human beings instead of as marketing segments uh, really resonated with me. And I thought this is definitely where marketing is going in the future. And I like Sailthrough's position and like the team. And, and give me quick context before we dive into what the company does. When was the company created? What year was it founded? So the company's uh, just on its 10th anniversary now. And I joined three years ago. So 2008, heck of a year to launch company, 2018 today, obviously, <laughs> and you joined in 2015. Right, that's right. All right, and where were you? I mean, how, what, what did you, did you give up a bunch of stuff to come in? I mean, did you pursue them or did they pursue you? How'd that work? So I, I had uh, actually just sold Vendavo a few months before and was just kind of catching my breath, taking a little time. Uh, I got a call from a friend who said, hey, you should meet these guys at sell through. Uh, they're at the next stage in growth. They're looking for a, a, a CEO to take them to the next level. And we kind of took it from there. Interesting. Okay, good. Now, was that an investor in sale through that they were looking for, they were kind of doing a CEO search? Right. So there were, uh, the investors, the investors and the founder were, were all involved in the process. I think they reached that conclusion that uh, to go to the next level uh, required more operational discipline and more uh, execution focus. Uh, the company had grown fantastically from a visionary founder and now needed a slightly different balance in the team. Yep. Okay. Tell us what the, what the product does. What are people paying you for? 
Yeah. So people pay us for one simple thing, as I mentioned, is connect as a human being. Uh, so we personalize engagement, uh, which means our platform learns through machine learning what a consumer likes about your brand, what products, what articles they like to read about, uh, what time of day they like to engage, on what platform and channel they like. And then we automatically tailor the communications to reflect that. So this results in one-to-one communications at a pretty massive scale. We send 100 billion emails, for example, on behalf of our customers, and literally everyone can be completely different. Interesting. So, I mean, should we think of you like an email market, a personalized email marketing company? Is that a significant portion of your revenue stream or that's just one very small part? No, so you should think of us as we're half, uh, uh, you know, I'd say half of us as we're an email marketing platform. Uh, half is personalization, machine learning based personalization. And it's that combination. And while we grew up in, in email, uh, and that was really the founder's uh, foray because we felt like that was that was one of the easiest things to personalize and the biggest opportunity makes a lot of sense. What are people paying on average per month for this kind of product? Uh, so our, our average uh, we we engage on an annual basis and our average customer is paying one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Okay, and was that when you joined? Was there was it much lower than that? Was your strategy to go downstream or upstream generally? So we've been moving up market considerably. Uh, we, when I started, our, our ACV was about half that. Oh, wow. And we've been, uh, we've been pushing up into larger, more enterprise customers. I see. And, and walk me through the success you've had on that in terms of how many customers you're serving today. Yeah. So we, we actually serve uh, roughly the same number of customers today as we did three years ago. It's just a very different mix. So yep. we've, uh, we have, have shed a number of our, our very small customers uh and but we've also added customers like uh, uh like an nbc or a tory birch or a nascar who are just much much bigger uh, i think we're halfway through this journey of getting to an average customer size an average relationship size of about two hundred thousand dollars a year yep yep yep. what are you at though today are we talking like a hundred customers ten thousand customers a thousand customers where are you at generally Roughly 400. 400. Okay, great. So, so you're very much in the, in the realm in terms of your price point where you can afford to put touch on these kinds of sales with an inside sales team. Walk me through what your team size is today and how it's broken up. Yeah. So I'd say, uh, roughly, uh, 40% of our team are technical. So engineering product, uh, and, uh, I'd say 20% of the team sales, uh, sales and sales marketing. We do have a small inside sales team. And we have uh, a direct sales force. So these transactions definitely warrant uh, a human being selling to you. Uh, and then the balance of our team, a big, our, uh, our next biggest team after engineering is customer success. So we do embrace our customers. At, at that price point, we throw our arms around our biggest customers and make them successful. And, uh, and we do a lot to make sure that uh, we kind of take this philosophy that if our customers are universally successful, sale through will be successful. So total team size is what? Uh, roughly 200, 200 folks. Okay. Very good. And then, um, walk me through obviously economics in this, in a SaaS business like this are, are very much tied to kind of churn and how sticky folks are. What is your churn today? And how do you mitigate that? How do you always make it better? Yeah. So great question. So I think our gross churn this year will be south of 15%. Uh, that's balanced. I say that's gross churn. That's balanced by our customers grow organically and they grow by adding, uh, businesses and new divisions and new products. 
so on a net basis, on a net dollar retention basis, this year will be north of 100. How, so we'll, how, how far above 100? A couple of points, I think. Okay, that's uh, good. Not, it, it good. I think we'll, I think we'll could do better going forward, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm never satisfied with, the, with where we are in, the, in that mix. But that's part of the equation. Uh, the other part uh, and how we grow is uh, is through the sales team, and obviously that's uh, that's a key part. Our most productive sales channel is referrals. Uh, so, and we focus on that. That's part of why we focus on making our customers successful. Uh, our customers move around a lot. The average tenure at an e-commerce business is two years. So, if we make you successful, we hope you'll take us with you in your next enterprise. And so, our, for sure, our most productive source of new business is referrals from customers who have moved on to their next e-commerce or media business. Yep. Now, those obviously are the best kind, the cheapest kind of new customers. But when you do look to scale and you do kind of spend money on customer acquisition, what does your fully weighted CAC look like today? Yeah. So our, our CAC is, you, you imagine it's pretty high relative to our customer size. So uh, it's probably uh, one and a half times our uh, our first year cost, which is you know pretty high. It's about 100, um, about 180 grand. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, that's right. And and so you were said differently. You recover that money in about eighteen months, right? Yeah. And our uh, lifetime value for our customers is many t- is a multiple of that. So in the long term, it's uh, it's a profitable business to to grow and expand. Uh, so I, I'm not looking to shrink our uh, our acquisition costs much below that. Uh, I think our opportunity is to grow our customer value by acquiring bigger customers. And having them be even stickier. Yeah, and upselling. So, what do you assume lifetime? I know it's a dangerous number because it can lie to you very easily. But what do you assume a minimum lifetime value is? Are you talking three sixty, four eighty? Yeah. So, I, I would say the last time we did the model, it was just north of four hundred thousand. Okay. And, and walk me through. A lot of people get lost in LTV because it, some find it useful, some find it. You know, some don't. Do you use it really to guide you at all, or, or no? It's just a number you need for investors. So we we look at it and we track it because it's important for investors. Uh, it's not something we stare at every day. The things we stare at every day are uh, the average customer size in our pipeline. So are we targeting the right customers and our churn. Right? We, we, we talk to every customer who churns. We have an outside consultant that we hire that calls every customer who churns to say, why did you churn? What was the decision? Uh, we feed that back into our, uh, our, our business process, our, our product pipeline, our, our, our customer success business. So we're really focused on making sure that the customers we acquire are the right customers and that they stay with us forever. Just to confirm earlier, you said fit less than 15% low. Is that logo churn or revenue churn annually? Revenue churn. Okay. So gross, gross revenue churn less than 15%, which means to get to 103% net dollar retention, you needed 15, you needed 18 points of expansion revenue. So that those added together is through the 3%, right? Exactly right. That's great. Interesting. What's driving most of the expansion revenue? Are you selling additional seats, additional product lines? What are the pricing axes you're selling on? So two big dimensions. Uh, one is uh, organic expansion. So as our customers grow, because our annual cost is linked roughly to the size of their business and their volume, as as they grow, we grow with them. You mean like the number of website visitors they get, or the number of emails they have, or the number of active users they have on mobile? I see. I see. So as they, uh, as they grow uh, as, a, as a business, we're going to benefit from that. At the renewal, they'll renew at a higher level. 
and we'll get the benefit of that. And then the other thing is, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was to say that. So that's one element of expansion. A lot of our customers, especially now that we're in the enterprise, have many, many businesses. So we might have, uh, for example, Scripps is a customer of ours, and we have Food Network, and we have uh, HGTV. They have, but they have lots and lots of brands. A lot of our customers will start off with, here, take these two or three brands, and if you're successful, we'll have the right to serve them in multiple additional brands. Yep. Uh, and so we'll grow across them that way. Uh, and we have several products. So you might have started with us on email, and then you added mobile, and then you added on-site, or you might have started with us in mobile, and now you want to add uh, your email program to that. So we, we have a product expansion element as well. That's great. And walk me through what growth looks like right now, year over year. What are you growing at? So uh, overall, I'd say our growth is in the 20% range year over year. Uh, and we've had a balance. So I'd say uh, not to be defensive on this, but uh, we've also been, we haven't raised money since 2013. And uh, are you profitable we, today? Yeah. So that, oh, great. Is we're intent on being profitable and cash flow positive and growing. When will that happen? Oh, so that's, that's happened. So we were cash flow positive significantly in Q1. We'll never oh, lose great. money again. That's great. How much had you raised before that total? Uh, total invested capital is just under 50 million, five years. 50. Okay, good. And then last question here. So, so, I mean, jumping into revenue here for a second, 400 customers at the ACV you talked about earlier puts you at about 4 million bucks a month in revenue. Is that generally accurate? Yeah, it's a little more than that. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll be, uh, between 40 and 50 million in revenue in ARR by the end of this year or right now. Uh, by the end of this year. By the end of this year. Okay, good. And then I can basically subtract 20% from that because you're going 20% year over your growth that's to right. see where you're... Okay, good. That's good. That's healthy growth. Um, what about, I mean, a company like this that's raised that much capital, you have it now where you don't need to do anything because you're cash flow positive. I mean, are you in acquisition talks with anybody? No. So right this year, our focus is, uh, is get a full year of profitability and cash flow positive and growth under our belt. Uh, and then next year, uh, you know, I think, look, I'm not, uh, we haven't said we won't ever raise capital again. There are certain things we want to do that will require additional capital, like an acquisition, or uh, we're primarily a North American business. We'd love to expand in a big way in Asia. All those things would require extra capital. So I think in the early part of next year, we'll look at, do we want to raise money again to do something to accelerate our growth beyond this. Mm -hmm. You strike me as a guy that likes to come into a situation that's, you know, all over the place, run your playbook. You love the excitement. You love being a wartime CEO and moving things and changing. And then once things kind of balance out, right, where there's no emergencies anymore, I could see you getting bored. Are you going to be around here a while or no? <laughs> so this is the, the third time that I've uh, done exactly that. Uh, and I love it. You're right. And uh, there's certain about the something about the challenge of, uh, not actually knowing the first day how you're going to fix this, how you're going to how you're going to improve everything, so the point where it's an incredibly valuable asset. Uh, I'm not done, uh, so I have I have definitely have uh, another uh, year or two of exciting things we want to do to to take this where we want it to be, and then we'll see. Yeah, uh, but I definitely I love. Uh, taking things to the next level. Neil makes good sense. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, uh, Execution by Larry Bossy. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Yeah, so you know, I, 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 this is probably uh, overplayed, but I, I study Elon Musk and I follow him religiously. And I just think his passion is unparalleled. Did you buy a flamethrower? 
No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Uh, so, you know, I, I, I asked this, I, I thought about this question because my folks said you would ask it. So, you know, the, the thing that I, the, the app that I use the most on my phone right now uh, is uh, actually, I'm, I'm totally addicted to, uh, to listening to content. So audible podcasts, I probably spend two hours a day, all my transit time, all my downtime listening and trying to listen and learn. That's great. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? At least eight. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Uh, married, three teenagers. Three teenagers. Wow, you're busy. And how old are you? Uh, I'm 57. 57. Last question, Neil. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Yeah, uh, I think my, I would tell my 20-year-old self, uh, IBM's a company, but move to a small company sooner. It's more fun. Move to a small company sooner. You guys heard it here from Neil. Again, he loves coming into companies, fixing things up. Sail through, he joined about three years ago. It was founded in 2008. He joined in 2015. Has since improved the economics, really focusing on doubling or increasing at least ACV. They've got 400 customers uh, spanning media and e-commerce, paying on average 120 grand a year. So they're flirting with the 40 to $50 million ARR mark. They've got less than 15% gross uh, revenue churn annually. Net dollar retention at about 102, 103%. CAC, 180 grand. So they get paid back in about 18 months with their team of 200 folks. Again, focused on serving the media and retail personalization uh, markets in terms of marketing and sales. Neil, thank you for taking us to the top. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.